Hey, everybody, and welcome to Rapture Prep Podcast. Now, I've never seen Eric, the numbers guy here, my co-host. I've never seen him so excited for a podcast before. <laughs> he has got a presentation for you guys, so y'all need to uh, stay tuned in. This is going to be exciting. Um, you know, what we've been doing the last couple of uh, podcasts is we've been going over this uh, timeline right here. Um, that I have that's on my notes, but um, we've been going over that from start to finish, trying to give y'all an overview of the end times, so you don't think that we're just making up stuff on the fly. Um, you know, we're giving you scriptures to back up everything, and so um, we'll go back, listen to the last two podcasts, because it's going to bring us up to this very last line right here, which is the end. That's it. So uh, Jesus is coming back. Satan's meeting his match and, um, you know, but we're going to get into this because it's a little bit more complicated than um, you probably know or have remembered. So, um, but we're going to be also talking about the events leading up to it. So stick around. You want to listen to this. You want to see it. But first, we're going to get into uh, what's got Eric's so excited right now. <laughs> I don't know if excited you. is the right word, but we are having, we're kind of having some fun with this. That's yeah, sure. so I'm going to let you roll with it. So uh, go ahead and take off and uh, let's oh. let's see. You want me to jump right into that or do you want to talk about the UN resolution first or we'll start off? No, I think we need to just go ahead and uh, we need Sorry. to talk about what happened this past week because this is all going to lead up to the end all war. Um that's taking right. about a third of mankind that we're fixing experience right Sounds now. Good. So let's watch this. Soon. So first, we're going to start off with this video here that you pointed out to me. I wasn't aware of um, of this uh, New York preparedness PSA. Um, this thing is uh, just fair warning. This, it's, I mean, it's a, to me, it's a bit of a joke, right? But um, you'll see why. All right. So let's go ahead and, and watch this. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Don't ask me how or why. Just know the big one's hit. It, you know, okay. Okay, so what do we do? There are three. Die. That's what we do, right? I mean, okay. So. Important steps that I want Die. you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Because you ain't going nowhere ever again. That's why. <laughs> All right. So you ain't going Step oh, two. Lord. Stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. Yeah, because that extra few If you feet. were outside after the blast. No, she acts like this is a tornado warning or something. <laughs> you know, like, come on, dude. All right, the big one's hit. You know what's happening for real? We don't even know the big one hit because it went like this. It went like this. We became a flash of light. You know what I mean? Right. And Ooh, you know. Flash of light and you're you dust these videos uh these videos where they you know it, the ripple busts out all the windows and everything yeah and she's all like oh yeah get in the middle you know so okay hopefully you don't have any windows but okay keep going 
yeah 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 it's it's anyway i felt like making another joke here but it you know it's really not a joke it's pretty scary but it's like this psa it's like and suddenly you see this light and then you're dead right you know what I mean? right like, yeah now you're like oh hi jesus how did i get here so anyway all right get clean immediately remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body step three stay tuned follow media for more information what media seriously we're gonna have a tv okay don't forget to sign up for notify nyc for official alerts and updates and don't go outside until officials say it's safe Our the officials that are dead all right so you've got this you've got this no well, yeah that made me that made me feel more confident what about you yeah i feel prepared now to be blasted yeah. into a billion but pieces. yeah i'm i'm an expert now on how to teach others to prepare for this yeah so here by the way since russia has been kind of a hot topic lately if you're not asleep at the wheel here are some examples of Russia's nukes. Now, China, the one that they use, which probably, to me, that's our biggest threat, right? The one they use on a regular basis, from what I understand, is around three megatons. But these, and just for reference, Hiroshima was 15 kilotons, okay? This small one, baby one over here, you call it a baby, it's 200 kilotons. So think about Hiroshima, Nagasaki, 15, this is 200. This has a blast yield of four warheads at 300 kilotons, right? So 1,200 kilotons, essentially, once just a 1.2 megatons, right? This is 500 kilotons times three. So that's, you know, 1.5 megatons, basically, by the time all of those hit. And then this one doesn't say its exact yield. It doesn't look like for some reason. But, um, but anyhow, I mean, there, there's just a little... So, so what does that mean to us, right, on the, on the ground level, right? Well, so this is what I was wanting to – this is what I was getting. So uh, I don't know. It's just basically trolling this video that they made. So here's New York, right? Let's go – let's select, I guess, maybe like China's default nuclear missile that they use. Let's see. That, there we go. That one's 3.3 megatons. And boom, let's detonate it, right? Now you have this detonating at New York, New York, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because that's where the video was from. Right, so this is what's going to happen whenever that nuclear Wait, hold on, bomb... let's, let's re-detonate it with the casualties. There we go. So we see this number ticking up here. So 2.7 million people are dead, like that, right? And then you now have... 43, 4.3 million people injured. And then if you add the radioactive fallout to it, let's see if we can see if we can see that. Now, according to the video, uh, there's 8 million people in New York, I believe. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe some of them would survive, but I mean, if you, you know, if this hit right in the middle of New York, I don't know, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I guess some would survive, you know, who knows what kind of, if they'd be like die all in five years from cancer or what. But so the fireball radius, you'd have a fireball of 1.56 kilometers. Um, so you have third degree burns for 20.5 kilometers. 
and light blast damage for 29.4 kilometers. So, I mean, that's, that's so, pretty... so what you're saying is it's not good, right? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess if we did something crazy like Russia's largest bomb ever, let's see what would happen. So there we go. That kills everybody in New York. So, so if Russia sent the biggest bomb, bomb they had and it, it got us, uh, which I've talked to people who work for the government. Um, they basically told me that as far as defenses go, it's kind of impossible to knock out every single bomb that's going to head our way. So um, I have a I have a client who shall remain nameless but um you know who he is but uh anyhow he works on this type of thing and uh he helped develop the patriot missile uh the, the, the pack two which actually hits the missile in air it's like a bullet shooting a bullet is the way he put it to me now he never told me anything uh, of course that was top secret or anything but he did say that you know, we could knock out most of the nukes that were incoming to us was his opinion, you know. Uh, but he said that the, the thing is, is that when they shoot these, they usually shoot a whole lot of decoys along with the real ones. Nice. And so that's what makes it hard to intercept them all because they all kind of look the same to the radar, you know. Okay. At least that's the public information. Maybe he's got something up the sleeve that he can't tell me about that was better than that. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, um, we do have missile defense. A lot of countries don't. But, I mean, look, everybody knows it. A nuclear war means mutually assured destruction. That's what it means. You know? so, so whatever, you know, what that whatever uh, city you're in, have a, have a nuclear plan, um, you know, we know, according to the Bible, a third of mankind is fixing to get wiped out. And well, look, we know that we know the solution for the New Yorkers. They need to set to the Mount of Olives right here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not biblical. Let's. Uh... Uh, no, it was funny though. <laughs> yeah, All that right. was funny. So, um, and that might one day be accurate, but as of now, um, okay. So, where are we going next? That, after... uh, Revelation ninety-one fifteen. Let those who are in New York flee to the Mount Olive Township. All right. Okay. Wow. So right. uh, we're going over that because it is just insane how the media and everyone is prepping us with, you know, this, this video that's gone viral. And, um, you know, so we want to let y'all know what it's going to look like and how we should, you know, prepare for, yeah. you know, this kind of fallout and have your food ready, have your, um, your place ready, your bunker ready, just whatever. Um, make sure that you are prepared, folks. Um, so, moving right along from that one third world world have war, your, have a big magnet that you can point at the sky that will deflect. Wow. All right. Okay, so uh, throw that chart up if you can, so we can uh, skip to these, uh, skip through these events. Just the real main quick. chart. Yeah, as a, the Armageddon chart, yeah. Um, so as a quick reference, um, we are, we are, we just talked about that world war. It could include America. We don't know. Um, but one third is getting wiped out. Then the peace treaty. 
Um, that's going to be including the temple, temple Mount being shared and allowing Israel to build their third temple along with the Palestine state being established and um, peace. So um, now one thing that we do uh, need to cover real quick is the uh, resolution 2334. So if you have that now what this is, this is uh, a resolution that uh, UN resolution that um, the the world has come against Israel on trying to uh, can you yeah fill it up. So it's this uh, resolution is trying to take away uh, territory from Israel, which is mainly Jerusalem. Well, it's and essentially the 1967 war uh, map before and after. So I'm just going to kind of pull that up because if you look here, I didn't have this plan to pull up really. So it's kind of a, I'm just pulling it up, but here it is over here, right? For those of you who can see that, let me try to maybe we can make it bigger. All right. So before the war, this is Israel, right? After yeah. this six-day war, this is Israel, right? Or there's Israeli occupied territory, Israel, here's Jerusalem, right? So this resolution, uh, two, three, three, four, essentially, which is an older resolution, it's been around since 2016. Uh, but what it's trying to do is get Israel to adopt its old pre-1967 borders. Right. To give up this Israeli-occupied territory, right? And you're thinking, hey, I'm in America. Why does this matter? Well, to God, he said that his, he's putting his name on uh, Jerusalem forever. So yeah. this that's why... Um, Israel's capital being moved to Jerusalem um, is a big deal, and they're going to fight for it. And this is going to be an end-time event that's going to trigger Jesus coming back. The, the UN, the whole world, is going to be trying to come against Israel to get that, uh, to create that war to uh, come against Israel. And that's going to be Oops. the last time anybody ever tries to come against Israel well, I got the worst uh, line ever here. I was trying to draw, but I was trying to circle this. Uh, what it says here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that's the gray part. Yeah. So this is the resolution states that Israeli settlement activity constitutes a flagrant violation of international law and has no legal validity, and demands that Israel stop such activity and fulfill its obligations as an occupying power under the Fourth Geneva Convention. So they're essentially calling israel occupiers like right I mean, I mean come on i'm sorry but you know i guess i'm just gonna make the line in the sand real clear where i stand here although there's you know i'm sure that there may be some arab people who see this or, or whatever but uh you know i stand with israel that's that's their land they have uh historical and biblical and you know uh rights to that land that's their land and they want it back in a war you know it's funny to me because i have friends who are from south of our border and they'll say well you guys need to give us texas back and pay us reparations and do all this and that and the other and i'm like look you know throughout history wars happen and land changes ownership that's why 
all these, you, you know, Russia didn't used to be called Russia and so on and so forth. Right. So it's, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. It's their land. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well you guys are occupiers. You need to get it. So occupied Palestine, like get, get out of here with that dude. Like it's not occupied Palestine. It's Israel. So we so. wanted to go over this because this, this resolution right is going to be a big deal um in the end times because this is what's going to trigger jesus coming back um the the israelis are going to think that you know they're they have no other options about having to surrender and they're going to be chased all uh up and down the the map there of jerusalem and they're going to make their final stand there and we'll get into that in a little bit but uh looking back at the uh just real quickly at the armageddon chart um whenever that peace treaty signed um that's going to be part of it and then the animal sacrifices are going to be resumed and then steps in um after the war in heaven satan banished he's coming down here to earth he's going to be bringing his wrath with him um coming in the form of the you know possessing the antichrist to take over um that's going to be where he's going to declare God and the false prophet's going to support him. That's going to move on to uh, the Antichrist trying to take over as much op- property as he can in the world and uh, in, in, uh, putting this mark of the beast in play and persecuting the church, all of that. And during this time period, we're going to be seeing these events unfold. I'm going to be teaching on this. Good Lord willing, and we're gonna be able to lead people to the Lord in droves. So um, that's why it's gonna be. There's gonna be um, the world's greatest revival, like the the top of the chart says there. So um, we're gonna be witnessing. So we're not gonna be just hiding or something like that, trying to survive. Um, but we're gonna be witnessing at that point because we're gonna still be here, according to the Bible that we've talked about. Um, so now it gets into this uh Mid-East peace treaty expiring right right and so that's when the un's going to come back and say hey look we want that territory now and that's the antichrist is going to be persecuting israel so that's what's going to trigger this the antichrist is going to try to take god's place on earth which is jerusalem the holy place and he's not going to succeed um so looking at the uh first scripture you have there the zachariah yeah, yep oh looks like i gotta get back to it so i've gotta minimize this right so zachariah 14 and 2 says i will gather all the nations to jerusalem to fight against it the city will be captured the houses will be ransacked and the women raped half of the city will go into exile but the rest of the people will not be taken from the city Right, so uh, they're going to be warring against Jerusalem. Half of it's going to go into uh, captivity, but the rest of the people will not be taken from the city. So uh, Jesus is being very specific here. So we're going to be able to watch this all play out uh, specifically. And so now this is going to trigger Jesus coming back. And we have Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31 that gives an account of that. Do you want to go to that? Because the next scripture that we had pulled up was... Yeah, uh, we have that as well. So, okay, so that's going to describe um, Revelation 16, 16, I believe. It's going to describe yep. where this uh, is going to take place. It says, he gathered them together in a place 
called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. So that's where we get this um, this war here, where it's all going to be taking place in the valley of uh, Megiddo. How do you say that? I forgot. Megiddo. Yeah. Yeah. So, and interestingly, I think I said this on a prior podcast, but uh, Napoleon Bonaparte famously said that this was the most perfect battlefield on earth. And you can see that Jesus thinks so too here in a couple of scriptures, because uh, it's quite revealing uh, what what goes down. So, okay, so now we can move to Matthew twenty four. Um, well, right, so um, yeah, go ahead. Okay, you want to read it? No, go ahead. Okay, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and all the people of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds and from the end of heaven to the other. One end of the heavens to the other. So you <laughs> see that here um, in verse 29, NIV says, after the distress of those days, other versions say, after the... Um, I think it's King James will give it after the tribulation of those days. It might be, um, yeah, there it is, immediately after the tribulation. So we talk about the great tribulation. Jesus is saying, hey, look, after the tribulation, right, once the tribulation has played out, then the sun, the moon, everything, I'm going to pour out my wrath. But this is the actual coming. It says, verse 31, he's going to send his angels with, great, with, a, with a trumpet to get the elect, which is the church. And so this is, it's not, we're not going to experience the wrath of God. We're going to uh, be um, pulled away before all of this, the wrath comes. But everybody's going to see this light show here. And we're going to be excited because it's judgment for other people, but not for Christians. So we're going to see God flex. And uh, we can go ahead and move into that if you're ready. All right. Yeah. So right here, this this to me has got to be and I'm, there's just no other way to say it. This is the to me like the most gangster verse in the Bible. I mean, this sounds like you remember in the Pulp Fiction and he says, oh, no, that you know what he says is not even in the Bible. I will pour it down. It's not. Yeah, he, he sounds gangster. But yeah, so go ahead and read it. Yeah, This is like the real version of that. Right. So. Right. It says, the heavenly warrior defeats the beast. I saw heaven standing open, and before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but himself. He is dressed in a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. Like, just close your eyes and picture that for a second. I saw heaven open before me was a white horse whose rider is faithful and true with justice. He judges and war. His eyes are blazing like fire on his heads are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows him but itself. He's dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. Like, wow. You know what I mean? That is just, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Then he goes on. The armies of heaven were following him riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen white and clean coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations he will rule them with an iron scepter he treads the wine press of the fury of the wrath of god almighty 
on his robe and on his thighs, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Like, yeah, and so this this right here is showing Jesus coming, right? And but now if you I mean it's majestic and it's furious and it's scary. And um right the very next verse, right? It says, I saw an angel standing in the sun and cried a loud voice to all the birds, the air, birds flying in midair. It says, Come, gather to together for the great supper of God. Um, so you may eat the flesh of kings, general, and the mighty of horses and rider, and all the flesh of the people, free and slave, great and small. Um, yeah, verse 19. I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. Hold on, pause um, there. This is so stupid, right? <laughs> okay, like, then I saw the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against this dude whose eyes are fire and his name is written on his robe is dipped in blood he's got a sword coming out of his mouth like dude you want to fight like this is how blind sin will make you well we're and gonna, it's satan he's like hey throw everything you got you know we're let's gonna go. beat that guy you know this reminds me of like if i was to walk up to mike tyson in his prime and like push him, you know. Come on, Mike Tyson. Like, and and that's not even a good enough analogy. It's no, crazy. it's it. That, no, it's crazy. And verse twenty. So here it is. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. And it says, with these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. It says the two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. So I mean, I can just imagine Earth just opening up and him just throwing them in there, you know. Uh, you know, for, for quick reference, kind of off, little off topic here, but not really. Uh, there's a guy who was a biblical archaeologist. I forgot his name at the moment, but anyway, he went back and he actually found the historical Sodom and Gomorrah, and a bunch of people have went and validated his claims. There are still to this day, literally. Balls of pure sulfur, which are the purest, purest you can find on earth, pure white sulfur everywhere else is like a yellowish sulfur that you can light on fire to this day and they will burn. And <laughs> uh, so like got, you know, there's you want an example of that. You could go there and get these balls of sulfur. I actually saw a guy on YouTube who is who went there and collected a bunch of them and he showed uh, you. No, no, thanks. I'm good um <laughs> so right right but you know to finish this out i got so a the, piece of god's wrath right here yeah wow uh verse 21 says the rest were killed with a sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh so there's gonna be some starving birds here that are going to uh act like they're at cc's uh this is pretty specific language um you know God's trying to say, hey, look, this, they're going down and you hey, know. God's calling in his cleanup crew. This is the right. trash. This is that we're taking out the trash on Friday morning. You know, got to take the trash bin to the curb. Yeah, and, this is uh, actually like a, a, a scene from a horror movie. So I put a disclaimer on the uh, video. Wow. Um, <laughs> so moving right along, if we can, from that um the second coming of jesus christ is going to be glorious 
Um, we're not going to experience all this uh, wrath that he has because the Bible says in Revelation 16, he's going to pour out his vials. The earth, during this time period, the earth's going to be shaken, the, the moon, the stars, all of it, everything's going to be falling. It's going to be scary. And yet, they're going to be still trying to fight. I mean, I just, whatever. But it's Satan. So he's going to, he doesn't care. None of that, you know, bothers him. He still thinks somehow. He can put a dent in, you know, Jesus somehow or whatever. But, um, so yeah, so moving right along, Revelation 19, um, 20 talks about how the Antichrist, fought, we already just talked about that, and be thrown to the lake of fire. It's next on the um, event. But, so Revelation 20, verses 1 through 2. This is pretty significant, so we're going to uh, pull this up for you. But it's Satan being thrown into the bottomless pit. So the Antichrist and the false prophet were just thrown, right? So verse, go ahead and read that if you want. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he lay hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Okay, he is the devil and Satan, both names. All right. And bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled, and after that he must be loosed a little season. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. So, um, you know, we see here that Satan's going to be cast into the pit, and... Um, you know, now it does go on to say that thousand years will be fulfilled. It's going to be loosed again. We're not going to be getting into that right now um, because that's after uh, after everything, you know, that, that's going to transpire here on Earth. And so, um, wow, I don't know. The... See, but I, I thought, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I guess, I thought that... Um... Jesus was going to come back with a rainbow flag and a um, coexist bumper sticker on his chariot, you know? Oh, uh, I think that's in Revelation uh, chapter never going to happen. Oh, you're <laughs> right. Right. That happens on the, the 29th of February. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. No, God is going to be pouring out some wrath and vials, and there's going to be some birds that are going to, it says, uh, gourd themselves on all the flesh. Um, it's going to be very violent and bloody. Um, so, having said that, you know, we need to spiritually, if you if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you need to spiritually prep to avoid this. Uh, this is kind of major. Um, so, anyways, that that's, uh, that's going to sum up. Besides, so here's the big deal right here. Revelation 17, 14 right um it that's gonna be huge it says they will wage war against the lamb but the lamb will triumph over them because why he's the lord, lord, lord. lords king of kings right and with him will be his called chosen and faithful followers that's us so we're going to be going up into what's called the uh, marriage supper of the lamb which is our rapture and we are going to be going with him to see this event, to watch this all go down. But of course, all he's going to do is open up his mouth and it says that he's going to slaughter everybody with his the word that's in his mouth. He's God, folks. 
he created everything with a breath. So same thing is going to take everything out if you've never thought about that. But you see, hey, uh, I don't, I don't know uh, what happened on your end there. Um, but it's saying my connection's unstable, and it totally dropped you a second ago. Like you were like, Meh. oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it looks it looks fine right now. So, um, but yeah, God's wrath is going to be getting poured out, and we are going to be experiencing um, Christ and being redeemed. It's going to be awesome. So, um. But long story short, you know, when you see the train coming and you see the guardrail going down, right, you don't want to sit on the middle of the train tracks. It's a bad idea. So, uh, yeah, what he said, <laughs> kind of like get out of the way of God's wrath. That's all I'm really saying here is because like if you're, you know, I don't want to force or push uh religion or whatever on anyone you know it's all about a relationship with christ and i don't even want to force or push that on you because then you're not going to do it from a real place but that being said you know look if this stuff gives you the heebie-jeebies then uh and, and it's clearly obvious why it would i mean even as a christian i read this stuff and i go hey this is awesome for us but man that really you know, my human nature says, wow, that's terrible for these other people. You know what I mean? Like, I feel bad for them, you know? Yeah. If you uh, go to that next screen real quick, the next Revelation, um, Revelation 16, I was just talking about him throwing out the his wrath, like what Eric's talking about. So um, now Revelation 7, 13 through 14, um, it says in verse 14, that um, those who have, uh, it asks who the elders are in verse 13. It says, those who, uh, there he goes, yeah. Just re uh, read that for me. Then one of the elders asked me, these in the white robes, who are they and where did they come from? And I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Right. So we can see here, you know, once and for all, um, that the people um, of God who survived the great tribulation, right? These are the people um, that are saved, right? That, that have white robes. So this is showing you once again that we're going to be going through the great tribulation, folks. So no, 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 no. It's all allegory. Oh, okay. Symbolism. Did I not use the Bible? What did I do something wrong? Because well, okay. I don't like you using the Bible because it interferes with my feelings. Oh, okay. I'm sorry you know, about that. Um, it's kind of like when my clients don't like me using numbers. <laughs> you know, to show them the doom in their their bad retirement plan. Well, well sir, you know, if you lose forty percent of your portfolio because the market goes down, you're not going to be able to stay retired. And you're going to run out of money. Oh no. Now, I'm sticking with my stock portfolio because... Okay, you can throw us back up there. You got um, to ride it out, all right? Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it is funny because some people have their own plans and they think in their own mind, 
everything's going to be fine. You know, it's all going to work out. And I've been a good person. God can't be mad at me or just whatever that the lie Satan tells them. I'm not Hitler. Right. And so Hitler. Yeah. If if I had a time machine, I would go back and end Hitler, you know, and I would, you know. So uh, the problem is, is sin. God is a holy God. He he has to judge sin and those participating in it that make it their God. And, um, you know, the Bible says that if we participate in sin, sin is just like practicing witchcraft. And so um, now if you're a born again Christian, yeah, you will sin again, but you're going to feel bad for it, uh, for doing it. And you're not going to want to do it uh, as often. And when you do, it's going to hurt your heart and you're, you're trying to get closer to God. So you're not going to be wanting to participate in sin. Oh, no, no, again, I don't like this. I, oh. I've never sinned since I've been a Christian. Okay, um, yeah. And or or like, you know, sin doesn't exist or hell doesn't exist. Like all these fables that you've been told because what we're hitting you with today is truth. Folks, you know, think about it. We just went to the book of Revelation over the last couple of podcasts and we showed you the good news coming from it and and the bad news. And the bad news a little bit. But the bad news is going to be okay because we're, you know, we're going to be leading people to the Lord. We're going to be um, giving uh, other people hope. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I feel good whenever I give other people hope and do something good for them, right? There's yep. nothing else better you can do for someone than lead them back to their maker, mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ, period. I don't know if you've ever led anybody to the Lord. I love doing it just watching their whole life change. They're, they're getting uh, reacquainted and getting to know God and he's infusing themselves in them. And that, that's awesome. Like we, you know, we're not perfect. And and, we and, and, I, and I'll say, you know, uh, a lot of this, although, you know, you want to present people with the truth. The Bible says, speak the truth in love so that your words may minister grace to the hearer. Right. You see people like, for example, this uh, guy back in the day, Fred Phelps, right? And he had like this uh, website, God hates fags or whatever, right? Like, that's not love. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Getting in people's face and screaming that they're going to hell and whatever, like, that's not love. Like, the, you know, the best way that you can uh, win people to the Lord, and I saw it from my dad's life, my dad was pretty... I wouldn't say quiet about his faith at all. He would, he shared his faith, but my dad's biggest way he shared his, he was his example is the way that he lived. You know what I mean? People withdrawn to that and go, what's up with this dude? What's different about this guy? And he had thousands of people like, you know, hundreds of them at his funeral standing up saying, uh, Greg was the reason that I gave my life to the Lord, you know? And so if you can, you know, witness to people with your words, but also witness to them with your actions. You know what I mean? Because the, if we walk, uh, and I'm guilty of this myself for sure, but if we walk below our pay grade, so to speak, right, then we're giving our master a bad rep. You know what I mean? So you want to get out there and go, hey, you know, look, I look, I'm walk, walk as I walk. You read like where Paul says, and I've always thought, man, that really takes uh, courage. He would say, hey, just do what I do. You know what I mean? Like how many of us as Christians can just honestly look somebody else in the face without with humility and with everything else and say, Oh, just, just be like me, do what I do. You know what I mean? Just walk like me, walk like I walk, talk like I talk, do what I do. Right. That's where we want to 
take our walk with the Lord because these times are uh, critical, right? And, you know, some people, I mean, you got to be smart about witnessing. Some people you got to win over with the fear of the Lord and like, you know, hold them over the fire, right? And that's what I think in Jude says that, I believe, if I'm correct. And with some people, you know, you want to you wanna witness to, you know, gently because you don't want to, you know, turn them off away from the Lord. But the fact is, is you try to do that without compromise, you know? Uh, don't compromise what you believe to uh, uh, appease someone, you know, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to try to shove it down their throat. I don't know. I just felt. Well, like you know, and yeah, Eric's so. right, because look, this is called rapture prep and it's prepping us for the rapture. You know, yes, we're going to get into a lot of awesome topics on uh, food storage, preservation, water filtration bug out bags, inch bags. We're going to get into all that. We're going to have people on the, the podcast here talking about all that. But spiritually prepping, evangelizing is one way. And I, I believe the most important prep that you can have for the end of the world. It's the Great Commission. God, it's the most important thing to him. Okay, so if God's most important thing to him is not important to you, there's a huge problem and mm -hmm. you need to go back and repent for not having that same passion in your life. And you need to ask yourself, have the Lord, ask the Lord, say, Lord, why am I not passionate about the things you're passionate about? It's going to be because of selfishness and sin. I think you that said you quoted uh, in your, in your, your book, uh, you quoted, I don't know that I'm going to be able to find it. This I already know the quote, so I really don't need to look it up. I can go, I'm looking this up, right? But I, I know the quote. I just can't remember who said it. I think it was Dwight H. Moody. Oh, yeah, about I sin believe. keeping you. Um, yeah, he said that uh, God, so. either the Bible will keep you away from sin or sin will keep you away from the Bible. That's it, folks. Right? So if you're having a problem in your life, the Bible is a mirror, right? And just hold it up and look at it for a little bit. And it'll reveal to you where you need to. And look, we, we can't um, auto-correct by trying to be better. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't work that way. This Good isn't luck. religion. You've been taught religion your whole life. You've been taught wrong. It's okay to be, to be I've taught wrong. That's okay. It's about relationship. The Bible now, says. Religion leads to death and it stinks and it turns people off. Yeah. And, and the Bible says that. We are to, um, man, Paul says, how have you being begun in the spirit think that you can finish in the flesh? Okay, right, we right. can't. We can't try to be perfect or be better or whatever. Our fruit's going to be bad. Like Eric said, it's going to stink. You know, we're going to be rotten. People are going to pick our fruit and be like, man, that guy's not loving and patient. And he's, he's mean to people. And he doesn't have the fruit of Christ in his life. You know, I don't see God changing his life. And. But they can look at other Christians and be like, that dude's singing all the time. He's praising God. He's really nice. Like, what's that about? That's supernatural because this world sucks. It is. It is. I mean, if you've suck. ever been around somebody that can really walk like that, my grandmother did it, man. And I really, uh, I pray that I have the same grace she had going forward in my life, man. Because, dude, everybody who met that woman it was the same thing as my dad but it, but my grandmother probably even more so everyone who met that woman was so far taken back that they were ready to listen to whatever she said because her character yeah. 
her character spoke a million words before she could utter one. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, uh, you know, your character is big. Your character is big. And I want I want to give y'all something, right? People that have uh, been drinkers, smokers, uh, drug addicts, uh, alcoholics, whatever, right? You can get to a place in your walk with God even now, right? To where you can stop and call upon the Lord and spend time in his presence and get drunk. You can get high. You can be at peace so much to where it overflows, consumes you, spills out. Um, you know, you can experience something way better than drugs. Trust me, I've done a lot of drugs. You can experience that. He laughs because uh, he knows too much. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, rub him out, you know, like the mafia says. So look. Um, we have, we can have that access to God and be filled with the spirit. And it's like being drunk. Is it not? Yes. And, and so, and you know, um, it's, it's better it is. though, better. Oh, you know, it's you know, way better. Oh yeah. Better. Cause you don't is, get a hangover. The only dangerous thing yeah. about really getting close to God is that you want to start building a tent there and you think you're going to stay there forever. And then, and then the next day you got to go out and get faced with reality and i find that uh, typically there's a valley after the peak you know what i mean but well but see uh, god wants you to be the bible says our daily bread so we have to seek the lord daily this going to church once a week stuff that's religion and it's it's a lie from the pit of hell no, 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 no i'm just kidding <laughs> sorry i get into this truth mode and i think yeah. the holy spirit uses me sometimes you know so you know um read my book it's going to be full of truth. Um, you know, spiritually prep, we have to do it on a daily basis. Jesus taught us to pray, Heavenly Father, our daily bread, right? Um, so the manna from yesterday, folks, it's stale. God wants us living today. I got some stale chips yesterday. You remember that? Yeah. God wants Thanks. us living today off of his presence, Thanks. not having memories of yesterday, bro, because it's going to run out. It's going to run out. That's people... Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's people listening. God's convicting you right now to get in his presence every day. Um, and when I say that, I'm looking at the screen of myself because he's right. convicting me of that. Whenever I'm having a bad day, whenever I'm things letting things get to me, like today, I had a bad day at one time. I had to say, you know what? I didn't get into prayer this morning. Eric, Eric can glad, tell I'm you. Glad, like, I'm glad that had nothing to do with me. Right. And so, um, you know, we, we both had to readjust and be like, you know what, man, uh, we fell for it. We fell into the trap of the enemy and, uh, man, I had to get into worship. Now for me, I love getting into worship. I, I feel the Holy spirit, like just fill me the fastest way there. Um, Eric, he likes to get into prayer and just get the Holy spirit, uh, revved up and filled that way. Mm -hmm. Some people like to get into the word and they like to get just drunk off of the word, the promises of God, just whatever it is. And I've experienced all of it in every single way. And some days the word is just what I, I need, my soul needs, and it's different. Some days, all three, I have devotionals. Like Eric, the other day we had devotional. He put on, um, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, right? Yeah. I just bawled. I was just, the presence of the Lord hit me, man. Like, yeah, and man. Eric probably saw the presence of God. I mean, because like it was just it was amazing. Um, so <laughs> you know, don't don't get stuck on oh I gotta go to church. No, go into YouTube, get the playlist going, um, pick out some worship. I mean, songs. go to church, go to church, right? But don't get stuck on because I've made the mistake, and you know, I know a lot of you have. 
well, I don't need to go to church. We are the church. And I'm with Bob and Bob's the church. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Yeah, no, no. no. It's just, I it's mean, just yes no. and no. Yes, you are. Yes, it's, but, you know, come right. on, dude. We right. all know when we're making excuses. Yeah, so. As my, as my friend Mike used to say, quit faking the funk on a nasty dunk. He was a black dude. That was pretty, kind yeah. of a funny, uh, funny thing. So the thing is, like, the Holy Spirit has come into our lives. Jesus has changed our lives. That's why we're sitting here talking to you about it right now. And for the faithful, the few that are sticking around, people being convicted to change their lives, to spiritually be ready for what's coming, um, this is it. This is the Great Commission. It's the most important. So we're going to do what we always do. And we're going to give you an invitation to experience what we've experienced, not religion, not rules, not being better, but letting God come into your life and remove his judgment off of you, having your sin forgiven, washed in the blood of the lamb, and having a relationship with him that's free from religion and rules, and that's full of grace. So, um, Eric, I want you to kind of just go into that. All right. So, if you feel the spirit nudging your heart, or if you feel convicted, if you feel like I need hope, I need to make a change, I need to, I need to be ready for these end times that are coming upon us and that we're in right now, then I want you to pray this simple prayer with me, and I want you to just accept the Lord uh, into your heart. It's it's really simple, you know. Um, Romans three twenty three says, "All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." So I want you to know that we're not singling you out. I don't care what your sin is. I don't care if it's pornography. I don't care if it's drug addiction. I don't care what it is, right? We've all sinned, all, right? So none of us are any better than the other. So when people say you Christians are judgmental, I want to just, first of all, check that as fake news, right? We'll check that at the door and let you know, no. I'm the center too. You know what I mean? I fall short every day. That's why I need God's grace and yes. you need God's grace too. Short yeah. of his grace, we are hmm. lost. We're lost. You know what I mean? So we're nothing. So, and that's why Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you have whatever you have, draw on me. You know what I mean? And God will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. You may have feel like you're at the end of your rope. You may feel like you're right. at the end of, uh, of yourself. That's a good Thank place you, to be. It's yeah. a good place to be because God says that he gives grace to the humble, mm. but he resists the proud. So if you'll humble Thank yourself you, under the mighty hand of God right now, just humble yourself under the hand of God yes. and let him lift you up, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name, Thank I just, Lord, just ask that you just lift these people up. All right, repeat this prayer. Uh, do you want to say a prayer? You, you Go ahead. Go ahead. Right? So... Dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father, I come before you in Jesus' name. I come before you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and shortcomings. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins and shortcomings. I ask you to come into my heart right now. I ask you to come into my heart right now. And make me a new creation. And make me a new creation. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. And believe in my heart. And believe in my heart. That Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. And that God, you raised him from the dead. And that God, you raised him from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the word says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. 
Amen. That's simple. That's where, simple. The, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And so right now you're experiencing that freedom. Um, I am too. And at any point in time, you can stop. You can go to God and you can give him that trash that's in your life, those problems that you're worrying about, everything that's lay, weighing you down. And you can experience that freedom as well, just having faith in God. And right. um, man, uh, Jesus said, come to me. My, my yoke is easy. My burden, burden is, light. is light. It's so true. Um, any kind Our of burdens are heavy, man. Our burdens are heavy. If we don't take them right. to God, you know, I get grump. I'll be honest. I get grumpy almost daily. Right. Cause I deal with some things myself, you know, headaches and whatever. There's different things in life that we deal with. You know, Jesus said in this world, we will have trouble. Right. So, you know, just cause you're a Christian, that doesn't mean it's going to be the end of your troubles, but it's better That's to true. have somebody that you can take it to. You know what I mean? It's better to have somebody you can take it to. Jesus is a friend that'll stick closer to you than a brother. And I'll tell you what, I've found him to be faithful in my life. And Amen. You know, yeah, I just want to, I want to speak a word real quick to anybody out there who has been close to the Lord, but maybe you've backslidden or maybe you've gotten away from God and the enemy's telling you that it's too late and that you can't come home. I want to let you know that's a lie from the pit of hell. You can always come home to the Lord. The Lord loves you. The Lord wants you back in his fold. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, there's, there's a beautiful story in the Bible of a man who married a woman and she went out and became a prostitute afterwards. And God went back and told her, told him, Hey, go get her back. Right. Maybe that's you. Yeah, yeah. Hosea. Maybe that's you. Maybe you've strayed from the Lord. God's calling you back home. And don't you for a second, let the devil tell you that God doesn't love you, that God's given up on you, that it's too late, that your life's going to amount to trash. God loves you. If there's still breath in your body and there's 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 uh, air in your lungs to be able to call out to him and repent, you know, the Lord says that all those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So right. just call upon him and let him restore you. Let him restore you because that's that I've gone through that in my own life. And so I felt led to talk to you about that. It's easy to fall back into our old patterns, into our old man and everything. And uh, so just just reach out to the Lord. That's, you know, Bottom line, all this rapture stuff is awesome. The preparation stuff is awesome, right? Learning about the end times is awesome. But if you don't have a foundation of which to build all this stuff on, if you don't know the Lord, this is done. You know what I mean? And uh, so so anyway, that's it, man. Reach out, get to know the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, get to know him. And you know what? We don't care if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, whatever. We love you. You know what I mean? Uh you might biblically be wrong, right? But we still love you. It's not, it's not a matter of a, a salvation issue, right? If you're confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord, we're brothers from another mother. All yeah, right. And so, um, so yeah, just uh just know your past is not bigger than God. God will wipe away your past and he will take care of your future. So trust in him, believe in what the word of God says, and until next time. God bless you. Thank you for watching. Share us with your family and friends. And um, let's prep for Jesus coming back. And you need a catch saying right there. Until yeah, next and, time, something, something. Yeah, something. and so, you know, in our daily life. Comment below what the catchphrase should be for that right there. Right. Until so next time, something, something. Every day we need to be prepping for more of God in our lives. Prepare ye the way of the Lord right now. Don't even wait. Yeah. Don't wait till the very end. So, we love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next time here on Rapture Prep Podcast. All right.